Welcome to the North Group Podcast. At North Group, we're constantly invited into organizations in order to influence leadership and organizational behavior. It is absolutely fascinating. I'm your host, Roger North, and we'd like to invite you into that conversation. Past behavior is the best indication of future behavior. Darrell, what do you think? Is that true? Yeah, I always find it interesting when we talk about these kinds of statements. Um, really to the overgeneralization and the overapplication of, of many of these things. I, I find it interesting. I often hear the statement maybe a little bit differently, and I've heard people say that past behavior is the best predictor of, of future behavior, and I think that there's a bit of a difference. And uh, well, I think Play, play, play out that difference for me. Best well, I, indication versus future predictor, is that the difference that you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. I think it's more true. That. I think it's more true if there is a, uh, if the word indication is used. Okay. You know, I think that it becomes more definitive, more harsh, uh, if you will, when we begin to say that that is the best predictor of uh, future behavior, uh, past behavior. So I think that indication is, from my perspective, a little bit more accurate uh, but the other word that I think as well that I that I, I walk through a little bit when we use that statement is best. Okay. Is it the best indicator? Uh, yeah. Is it the best in this situation? I'm not sure that I would necessarily agree that it's the best. I think it could be, one could say, primary um, indicator. Okay. Uh, but I want to be careful. I think I think we need to be careful when we use that term best because I'm not sure that that's completely accurate. In a previous podcast, Josh Kiefer and I talked about the importance of clarity in our language as leaders, mm. uh, clear articulation. When we're less than clear, we slow people down, we confuse people, we have to have the conversation again. So I think it feels a, like where we're headed here today is, uh, if you would say to me, and you did very recently, just give me a yes or no or a maybe on past behavior is the best indicator of future behavior. Mm -hmm. I responded to that with a single word. I said, yes. Mm -hmm. Now I don't believe it to be true all the time, but I hear you encouraging me to be careful with clarity of speech around that, with audience Mm -hmm. around that. And with not maybe rolling out a phrase like that at a time when we don't have an opportunity for an expansive conversation on that. Is that, the no, direction absolutely. you're headed? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, it, you know, we often hear that term. You know, my background is in HR, human resources, and we often hear that term when it comes to interviewing, and we've uh, used that term when uh, we create behavioral-based questions, yep. which I think is absolutely appropriate, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's a great indicator. Uh, but I think, again, you know, we when we take that phrase and we begin to apply it in just as a as a truism across um, you know, all areas of life, that's when we need to really begin to understand that that's maybe not the case. So let me back up on something here because you mentioned interviewing. You and I both do a fair amount of that yeah. where mm-hmm. basically in an interview, we're trying to understand how the fundamental character, then the skills that that person's learned and the experiences that they've had in life, how closely they are likely to align with the characteristics, skills, and experiences that a certain position requires 
within the very specific context of a certain organization. Right. And so it's it's difficult business. And I think both for for you and me and probably all of our colleagues here at North Group, mm-hmm. an entry level for that is to learn how they have applied character skills and experiences along a broad continuum of their life. Correct. And so we want to know different, basically, stories, true stories of their life, be they vocational or, or outside of vocation, that give us an indication of how they typically respond. Is that still valid? No, I think it's absolutely valid. I think, again, when we think about, as an example, in that situation uh, where we're interviewing somebody for a new uh, position, a new organization, that a skilled interviewer isn't just going to stop with the question itself, you know, behavioral-based question is, you know, tell me about a time or give me a situation and, and certain behaviors that, that we, we really can't settle just for the answer to that question. As, as skilled interviewers, we need to use that as a platform to begin to dive in a little bit more, even underneath it, because the challenge is the situation may have been similar, but it may not have been the same. So let's, let's play that out. You and I know each other well. By the way, this is my friend and partner, Daryl Eyes. We've been together for 17 years. We have a lot of shared experiences. One of the shared experiences we don't have is one of your very early jobs was you rode on the back of a garbage truck. Correct. For a certain number of months or a year period of time. Half. Year, year and, and a half. half. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I learned that uh, in, a, in the course of an interview with you, I would likely ask you something along the lines of, Tell me about that experience, positive and negative. What did you learn from that experience, positive and negative? Play that out. Let's, let, let's do that. Daryl, you know, understand you hung on the back of a trash truck for 18 months. What was the most important thing you learned from that experience? Uh, I learned how to get up in the morning and I learned how to work. Yeah. Okay. It was one of the most significant things in that experience uh, of, yeah, a year and a half of uh, throwing trash. And I learned... Um, it. You know, one of the things that's I think has helped me throughout the year is understanding, you know, uh, how to communicate with individuals at all segments of, of life, you know, and the value, the infinite value uh, that an individual brings to whatever the position is, whatever uh, life calling they have. And so I think that was one of the things that, that I learned, but I learned it not from the outside. I learned it, if you will, uh, from, from the inside, from doing a job that, that many people would think of as being maybe a little debasing, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. not really something that, that, um, you know, we would necessarily aspire to. No, we wouldn't necessarily aspire to, which is fine. So if I were meeting you for the first time and, and we were having this conversation and I asked you about that, I would take that in a couple different directions as it relates to this phrase of past behavior is the is a good indicator of future behavior. Sure. And I would probably take it backwards first. I would say, so you needed to get on the back of a trash truck in order to learn how to get up early and to work hard. What were you like before that? Uh, quite frankly, I uh, missed a lot of school. Um, I did a lot of things since high school. To, I paid people to do my homework. I, Seriously? Yeah. Absolutely. You paid people to do your homework. Yeah. No, I, I never heard that one before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're making that up. No, 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 not at all. Really? Not at all. I thought it was interesting that one of the individuals that I paid to do my homework, <laughs> uh, who was very good years later, he was uh, in our office as one of our clients. And I, I said, wasn't that ironic? I, you used to, I used to pay you and now you're paying me. I, that was... 
I, in, in our almost 20 years of friendship, I never heard that one before. <laughs> nope. Absolutely. You don't do stuff like that anymore, do you? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> so that would be an indication that the phrase we started out with today isn't always true. Well, again, I think, I think it's a great <laughs> phrase. But understanding that situations are different and, and people, there can be transformational change in an individual. And that would have been the, my case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a catalyst. That experience, a year and a half, throwing trash in the back yep. of, a, of a truck was part of a catalyst in my life, a period of time. That really began to um, to make changes in my what do, life. What do you think was going on there? So you're what 19, 20 at the time, or whatever um, the age might have been. Nineteen. Okay, mm-hmm. let's 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 stop there. Sure. What what were the stimuli in that eighteen months on the back of a truck that y- you made some kind of fundamental decision there, right? Yeah. Well, part of it was just not necessarily the job that I was doing because I really didn't think beyond that. It was it was really fun focused on who I am. Okay. And there was a, a spiritual awakening for me in that period of time, and uh, that really began to transform who I was from the inside out. And so again, you know, now if you would have looked when I was twenty and twenty one, was I doing something different? Yes. Was I continuing on that path to grow beyond who I was uh, during that period of time? Absolutely. And uh, so, again, I use that as an example of, and thanks for bringing it up, by the way, which is always good. <laughs> uh, I use that as an example of uh, being careful that we don't necessarily ascribe very uh, definite uh, behaviors based on something that, that may have happened, again, in the past. Situations may be different, great indicator, but we need to dive underneath it. That, that, that brings up another interesting point for me, and maybe this is diversion, so maybe we shouldn't spend a lot of time on it, but... Mm. You and I live in a geographical area where a disproportionate number of people, I think, over against the overall population, grow up here, talk about central Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and stay here. Right. I, I don't have the statistic, but I'm reasonably sure that a disproportionate number of people actually live their whole life in one area, yeah. as opposed to if you measured other areas of the country. There's probably some positives about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I'm sure there's some positives Absolutely. about that. One thing that I've noticed, though, is that it makes it too easy to attribute characteristics and, for that matter, behaviors of somebody that you knew lots of years ago. Right. And I had this experience very recently. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend, and he was describing to me um, some of the challenges that a member of his management team was having. And... Um, he wanted this person to grow and, and get beyond some of the, the hurdles that they had. Um, but he, wa- he wasn't seeing a lot of growth, and he was frustrated. And he said, hey, Roger, do you think your firm could help us with that? I said, well, you know, I'd like to think we could, but, you know, obviously it's his, that person's choice, not our choice, but mm-hmm. perhaps we can, you know, introduce some, some value into this. But I said, before we do that, I know one of his former employers. Right. Would you mind... Or would you find it helpful if I called that former employer and said, hey, all in the best interest of helping this individual grow, what do you remember about the fundamental commitments and behaviors of this gentleman when he worked for you? So I got on the phone, got my friend right away, really intelligent guy. I first of all asked him, do you, do you, know, do you remember this? Oh, yeah, I absolutely remember him. I said, tell, tell me about his tenure at your firm and why he left and you know 
what you observed while he was there. It was very interesting because he described almost an exact opposite stimuli yeah. for that guy's uh, ultimate reason for leaving, which was that he couldn't quite live up to a certain expectation that was held deeply in that organization. Almost exactly the opposite to what my friend was currently experiencing with the mm -hmm. same individual. Yeah. And uh, it really, first of all, it spun me until I called my buddy back and said, hey, here's, here's what I learned. What can we do with this? And then we started putting the puzzle together of this individual and came up with a way that we could introduce some resources to him that had the potential, and we're very hopeful, has the potential to put him back on the road to uh, uh -huh. to success with with within the uh, very responsible position that he has, and it just reminded me again how. I guess I went back to this geographical area right. thing, you know. Uh, oh, I knew I knew him when he was a teenager. He was a hellion, or you know, whatever the mm -hmm. terminology might be. And I'm meeting a guy that like very focused, very uh, giving toward other people. And I'm thinking, man, that is interesting that you would remember and describe somebody that way from 30 years ago. Um, because we, we do have the ability to change. And if we don't, grave things happen in our life if we're unable to, uh, you know, take advantage of the growth opportunities that are in front of us. Well, I think one of the things, that, you know, a statement that you would often say, and that we continue to use today, is that we need to make judgments without being judgmental. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that, that experience, that situation uh, that you provided is one where we have to, again, watch that even as we interact with other people about that individual, we need to be very careful that we don't make, we're not being judgmental about mm. the individual, even sometimes without interacting with that person, mm -hmm. you know, because somebody's experience of that individual mm -hmm. may have been jaded. So we really need to, I think, get into it with that particular individual. I find it fascinating over the years now that, that we're now more and more talking about second chance hiring, Yeah, which right, is a right. huge issue. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you have different uh, locales that are saying, hey, we're not even going to put that question, you know, have you been convicted of a crime? We're not even going to put that on the application because we recognize that in some cases people are going to make judgments and be judgmental about a past experience. And so one could argue, you know, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? But I think that there's an element of that that, that, that speaks to what we're talking about here. And that is maybe that experience could be transformational, could have been transformational in their life. Let's, let's at least begin a conversation with them. Maybe they don't work out. Maybe they do. But again, I think we often think about this in the context of hiring. But I, I want us to be careful sometimes that we apply this across the board. And I think, again, we need to be really careful about it. It reminds me, uh, not to be self-serving here, mm -hmm. but it reminds me of one of the four core values that we hold so closely here at North Group uh, that we call instilling hope. Yeah. And that is if we can't be hopeful about people's ability to change, grow, get better, um, change the patterns of their former behavior. I want to know what those patterns are, mm -hmm. oh, sure. but I want to hold that intention with the absolute possibility and ability for people to alter the patterns of their life. There are some of the favorite stories I ever oh, hear absolutely. in my life. When you I was talking with a young man, not that long ago, and I came out of the conversation with him thinking, I have just met a pattern breaker. And, you know, my, my, my hair standing on end right now as I say that because 
I think that is one of the most wonderful opportunities we can have in life is to meet a pattern breaker. And right. by that, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. In this case, it was a, a gentleman who just, he was a relatively young man, but he had broken a pattern of hopelessness in his family line. Absent fathers, uh, uh, poverty, uh, lack of upward mobility, lack of educational opportunities. And through one particular ability that this young man had, he leveraged that one ability that happened to be in the field of sports to break all of, hmm. almost all of the negative patterns in his life and move forward with a pattern of success that inspired other people and changed the trajectory of his life. And I'm guessing will change the directory of hun- the trajectory, excuse me, of hundreds, if not thousands yeah. of people. Wow. And that is inspiring. Absolutely. And that would keep us, wouldn't, wouldn't it, from overdoing the phrase that we started with here today? Yeah, absolutely. So and put that back into perspective for me. Well, again, I think that if we say, not necessarily, this is my perspective, I think if we use that phrase, maybe in a little different framework to say that past behavior isn't necessarily the best, but past behavior is a significant indicator of future behavior. I think if we can couch it in, in, and think about it in those terms, absolutely, it's an absolute truism. I think it's absolutely true. But when we say things like, okay, it's the best predictor specifically or indicator, again, it, it's a really good one, and I think we need to continue to focus on it, but we have to be careful that we don't make that the final uh, final arbiter of whether or not we move forward. And again, we're talking primarily in terms of hiring, but but we're talking about life change mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I just, I think you're, I, exactly what you said about instilling hope, and I think that's one of the things that I think we do well here in terms of focusing on that, and, and again, not being Pollyanna about it, but but saying, hey, listen, change can happen. Yep. And obviously, situations, uh, there has to be a level of commitment uh, to doing it. Um, um, but no, absolutely. I think that, uh, again, maybe said a little differently that uh, uh, it can be a, a significant in, uh, indicator of future behavior. One of your favorite phrases, uh, and you're well known for it here at North Group, is uh, you'll often say, this is not an either or. This is a both and. Right. And I think what I hear you saying as we as we uh, put a cap on this conversation is, is past behavior an indicator of future behavior? Mm-hmm. Probably, yes. Yeah. And, and we also have the ability to instill hope that those past behaviors that haven't been productive for us or haven't been in alignment with our, with our values can absolutely be changed. It just takes some effort. Oh, absolutely. Daryl, you're one of the very uh, most uh, insightful people about uh, human behavior uh, that I've ever met. I've learned a lot uh, from you in life. So thanks for helping us break this down today. So where we're ending up here is what? How would you put a cap on it? How would I put a cap on it? Yeah. Yeah, I just love the whole idea of instilling hope. Yeah. Yeah. Of instilling hope, you know, wherever that is, whether that's in your organization, whether that's in your family, whether that's in your community, that the ability to do it. It's not, again, something that, you know, we did, we ignore the realities of behaviors, what we, but at the, at, underneath it all, that we have the ability to, uh, to instill hope. It's a powerful thing. And we need hopeful people in our lives. Absolutely. Thanks for being with me here today on the yeah. North Group Podcast. Thanks for listening to the North Group Podcast. For more information about North Group Consultants, please visit northgroupconsultants.com.